Hello again, uh, and welcome to uh, part two, the second the second uh, instalment of the first podcast, um, which is once again with George Croston from Pink Lemonade. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first lot. I've had some, I've had good feedback from it, but that could just be, you know, the first one out there. So everyone's like, "Woo, well done, you're good," and I'm sure. When the third, fourth, and fifth come out, I'll start getting the constructive criticism. But, you know, if it's all good so far, then I suppose I can't really complain. I've got to stop being self-deprecating, but that's, you know. Anyway, that's for another another topic. Um, so, yeah, this this second one, uh, we, we talk about the second album that's in production, um, which is actually called Be Yourself. Um, they've had a bit of a... A kind of creative um, change, you might say, in that in that respect with the album. So, the second album is called "Be Yourself." Um, we talk about about what goes into that album. We talk about the general creative process um, that goes into songwriting and songs. And uh, I think we even touch on the way that seasons affect um, your mood and. Um, and 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 your songwriting style um but anyway yeah that that's that's all within the the kind of the kind of podcast that we chat about it's also like we, we talk about like 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 a like performing as well what it's like to go on stage so yeah again it's getting inside the mind of this millennial boy if you'll excuse the shameless plug of their album um yeah, so so you know it's it's yeah again just just I hope you hope you enjoy listening to it and I hope you enjoy tuning into it, um, and I also hope you're doing well during this this Corona time. Um, I think we're like five, is it five weeks in or something? Long time in. Um, I heard yesterday that the curves dipped, um, which is a good thing. So you know just uh, just be strong, just hold on, be patient. Um, if you feel like you've created all that you can create, create some more, you know, pick up that other book that you hadn't thought of doing, you know, do, do the things that you, uh, that you've been putting off for ages and you think, ah, oh, we're going to go out soon. So I'll just leave them off, you know, just, just get forward and do them again, man. Cause yeah, we'll be, we'll be out of this soon and we'll be able to enjoy the sunshine in the summer. Hopefully. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, just best of luck with that. And, yeah, just I hope you enjoy the second part of of this um, of this podcast. So once again, thank you for for tuning in, uh, for listening, and yeah, if you could share it and like it and do all those things, that'd be that'd be great. Um, the the opening song is called um, "It's Feel Something" by Pink Lemonade, and then we're ending with their song called "Heaven in Your Eyes," and they're both absolute belters. So. Um, yeah, go check them out. Spotify, Pink Lemonade, Pink Lemonade Forever on Instagram. Um, they're just, yeah, just a beautiful human being and they're a really good band. So once again, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, enjoy.
So let's just pour, pause and then carry on. Yeah. So you should do a little clap just for your video. Okay. <laughs> so that's part of a little ritual. Yeah. That strange little whoop. You should get everyone to do that. Oh, actually, yeah, I think clap at the same time. Wait. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a little like yeah. unique. USP. USP, like. baby. Yeah, that, that, that pause was for the important stuff of, was it hanging washing out? It was, yeah, taking the washing out. Yeah. Am I going to hang up? No. Take it out though. Yeah, I'm taking it out. It's half the. Yeah. It's half, the, half. It's 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 half of what someone asks you to do, which is basically a hole. It's basically near enough to the end. <laughs> Pretty much done. Yeah. Really. It's like when I do washing up. Yeah. I always leave like a knife and a spoon. I can never just fully finish things. I've got it. I've got it too. You know. Why do we do that? Why I do I even do that. I like. I like. I like do most of it. Most. I should do yeah. most. Just do most of it, and then and then and then I'll I'll like wander, toodle off, and then come back and be like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that. I, I'm going to carry on doing that now. <laughs> Big like, and and the things is, it's not sometimes it's not even a very, it's not even a subtle little spoon. It's like a massive plate which I've just somehow just not even looked at. <laughs> you idiot, boys, 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 boys. We are we are we're lovely, but we're useless. At flawed, the same time. we're flawed, immensely flawed, flawed, lovely. And uh, beautifully idiotic. Exactly. Yeah, I reckon that's how you describe boys, mm. isn't it? I mean, you can't you can't paint you can't paint all boys with that brush, but most of them. Men are pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if I, if you'd have if you'd have seen the 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 ruckus that happened in that in that gender neutral toilet, that was I, I still t- still to this day it boggles my Jeez. boggles my mind. Gender neutral toilet. It's a, it's a whole podcast in itself. It is, isn't it? It really is. The gender neutral thing. Probably offend a couple of people doing it, but... That's, that's, that's for another time, I suppose. What's a podcast without being polarising, you know? And it's, and it's the freedom to actually have your opinion exactly. and, and expressed, you know? No censorship involved. Exactly. So, second album. Yeah, second album is, I would say, more of a concept than the first one. The okay. first one had songs that we had written like nine months before. Yeah. And then realised we were making an out. Like we realised at the beginning of this year, mm. let's just do what we want to do. Like we have a, a thing, we always text each other, WDWW. We do what we, no, three W's. We, so we do what we want. Oh, I like that. We do what we want. So every time we catch ourselves being like, oh, we should probably be doing that. We should probably, we should go, no, 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 no. We do what we want. I we want like to put that. a video out on YouTube and the song's not on Spotify yet. Who gives a shit? No one hmm. cares. We do what we want. That's why people like us because well, they're coming into this space. Well, well exactly. That, that's the thing. It's, 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 it's like, it's that, it's that, it's that age old thing in it. If it, if, if it feels right to you, yeah. then that honestly is all that matters because, because you've, 
you've given it your yeah. your spin your twist your creation mm. and and you know that's what you put out there so if it feels right then especially with the second album Cause yeah at the beginning of this of this year we were like let's just do albums mm. i don't know anyone else that's doing albums at mm. our stage let's just do it yeah. who cares and then we had some songs that were already out that were doing quite well put them on the album and then started writing an album around it yeah the story of millennial boy mm. and then the second album so the first album's called inside the mind of millennial boy yeah and it's all about anxieties of being in a, a boy in the 21st century and like catching up with technology what i like what i don't like mm. the fact that i rely on it a lot i kind of love it yeah and i kind of like that i rely on it mm. and i want it to be my life and it's all quite confusing and then very current yeah and then this then the new album is called millennial boy and the summer okay and it's basically all songs that I that we wrote over the summer and it's about getting more clarity after the mm. previous album and actually having a bit of a clearer head and enjoying life a little bit more. It's a bit more positive lyrically and it's got more love-based songs on it and it's shorter and I think it's way more what Pink Lemonade, Pink Lemonade is and mm. is about and it's not as anxious and it's not as like dark. It's got a lot more upbeat songs on it. It's nice to have the 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 contrast of the two. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. so you've 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 explored that darker side, you might say, in the first album, mm. and now to have the contrast of yeah. you know the, the the light, if you like, you know, the dark and the light, yeah, is 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 a good place to or or a good you know juxtaposed to have a good yeah, exactly. on, I think. And it's kind of like a natural progression because over the mm. summer, I was maybe in a better headspace. Yeah. And so that's reflected. And that's why doing albums is so fun because mm. you're capturing a time. Yeah, right. You're capturing a place you were mentally and as a songwriter and it's there. Even if no one hears it, man, it's there for me and I can mm. know that's how I felt at that point. Yeah, I like that. That's and nice. Yeah, so there's vocals. There's one more vocals to be done. Okay. And then album two is done. So do you, do you also find that that seasonally it affects how you, how you write songs and and what you write about. Does that? Yeah, the first album was written over winter. How interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was written over winter, and the second album was written over summer. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. it does it does affect me. Maybe I think it creates it affects creative people quite a lot. Yeah, because you're pulling influences from your surroundings. Yeah, and um, it's very easy to talk about what's bad and what's sad yeah very easy and during the winter it's long so you have a long period of time to be able to talk about what's bad and what's sad because yeah. you don't complain about being happy no you don't need to talk to your friends about how happy you are yeah, even though easy. we all should that mm. would be a really good thing mm. and i encourage you and anyone listening and myself to do that yeah like catch yourself being happy and talk to someone about how you're happy mm. but there's a long period in england that I'm having to think about being sad and telling people that I'm sad and mm. it's and I can't help be influenced by that and start writing songs about it. I mean it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a good way to 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 channel that, you know, because yeah. because a lot of, a lot of people um and I, I speak to myself included, they just go like they just go very insular and just very like okay, yeah. it's winter now, cool, I'm just going to mm. do that insular thing and you know, but mm. but then to you know to 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 externalize it. Yeah. And channel it through that is is you know, I never, I never thought I'd be that kind of person that says, 
yeah, I, like, I don't know how I was feeling until I started writing the song and then I knew. <laughs> but bro, it happens. <laughs> it happened. I don't know why. Because you start writing the song and you're like, just doing it in syllables and kind of like being... And then you start putting words to it. Yeah. And then you don't even realize that you're writing about your feelings until it's done. Yeah, okay. And then you have to really reflect and realize that song was quite sad. Where did I pull that from? Yeah. Why did that hook come into my head? Yeah. yeah Why yeah. was that on the edge of my lips? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's funny as well, because it, it, it all obviously comes from a place, it, it all obviously comes from somewhere. It comes from a, you know, a place of deep rooted something or yeah. a place of absolute, complete and utter ecstasy and joy and happiness. And Like one of the newest songs, it's not on this album, it's on the next album, album mm. three, called uh, With Love, comma, Millennial Boy. It's the end of the song, the end of the trio. Darling. Darling. But um, this new song called God Made Me an Atheist. Okay. And it's about, I w and the whole song's about, I wish I could pray, oh. but I won't because I hate God and he made me an atheist. How fascinating. So like, because my dad was quite ill over the summer, mm. um, I wrote that song and I didn't even realize I was singing, I was writing it about the thought of my dad carrying on being ill. I'm an atheist. So I can't pray and talk to someone about how he's going to be good. Mm. I'm never going to, if he pops off, there's no heaven or God for me. So I'm not going to see him again. Mm. And I hate that the idea of God made me an atheist. And that's what that song's about. So it's a weird, is, is it, but I didn't realize I was writing that until it was done. That was like, yeah. that's the biggest example so far mm. that I wrote this really cool song. It was a really cool beat. It was very simple, like, really stripped back the production was cool and I was like oh right that was heavy that's a really heavy song yeah nothing light about that one because I've never thought about that before mm. I'd, ne I'd never thought about how I I resent I feel like I resent the idea of God because the idea of God made me an atheist mm. remember you saying didn't you uh, we said last night we're having dinner or something you said um, you said when you were when you were younger uh you asked your grand yeah yeah was it yeah i asked my nan i was like um so because i was just for some reason when like zero to six for some reason everyone was just a christian because at school they're like oh yeah god yeah god's real isn't it? you go to a church of england school now <laughs> all right yeah to be fair i was going to saint stephen's church school everyone everyone's a christian but like, catholic but like my family aren't religious but it was just the best school around i think mm. one teacher was religious all the kids won't right but anyway um i did i did i did actually wonder why i, I asked a question a, a little bit ago why why most schools are either catholic or christian do you reckon it's stopping or is it not i mean it's it's still carrying on like I mean, as, as, in, as, in, as in people go to a church of england school or a mm. but they're not but they're not coming out really christian no, no no they're not but but for some reason the school still remains church of england i i i don't know why that is because this country is based on tradition we don't do anything new Exactly, because we're so stuck in our fucking stuck ways. In our fucking ways. But, Sorry, um, yeah, Karen. What was I saying? Uh, you were saying about your, your grandma. Oh, yeah. You... Um, she, and she was religious. Mm. And I said, Nan, it, it, I think it was just after, I think it was just after 9-11, actually. Mm -hmm. 2001. Was it? Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was around that time. And um, everyone was so sad, obviously. Mm. It was a horrible, horrible time. And I said to my nan, I was like, if there's a God, why has that happened? Hmm. Uh, I had just lost my granny as well. I think maybe in the same year or the year yeah. before. My other granny. And I was like, 
why has she gone and why are we sad? And then why did children die as well? Because mm. I'd heard in the news that kids had died yeah. in other countries in war. And she said, just, just because you do. Just because you believe in God, that's what you do. It's that classic religious answer, isn't and so, and, the, as, and as a seven year old, I was like, "Oh, then I don't believe in that." Then I don't because yeah. I don't think you're telling the truth. She's yeah, like, yeah. "You just believe in God. You just believe then. There's a God." And then because, later, I was like, "So God's a guy, and God's wh- a white guy, and yeah. God's a white guy with a beard, yeah. and God's a white guy with a beard that puts worms in children's eyes that eats their brains out yeah. and makes them blind." I was like, "Oh no, I don't believe in this person." God's maybe an atheist. God made me an atheist, yeah. The idea of God made me an atheist. I write a song about that. I write a song about that. I write a song about that. So, so that must have been a pretty, a pretty sort of. Do you, do you, when you, so when you're, um, when when you're on stage or when you're, um, when you're producing this song, mm. God made me an atheist, and it was obviously about a very sad time in your life. Do you, every time you either hear that song or play that back, do you, do you still feel that? that pain or is it is it more uh i don't know yeah celebration of i don't know i think that only happens when it's out on spotify and right. i'm hearing it back and i can't touch it again ah, so i so okay. like when it first when i first realized i was writing that song i was like oh wow that's quite hard hitting yeah and then now when i'm still producing it still writing it still making it i don't there's no emotion there really i'm just trying to get it right I'm trying to get it done cool okay and um, trying to get the ideas that mm. were originally there sounding good. And then when it's out and it's for other people to hear, that's a big thing when you know other people oh, like are hearing that. it. Right. That's when you start feeling how you did at the beginning of the song again. Ah. You start finding things you like about it and reason. And like. Mm. And sometimes you don't even know how you feel about a song until it's out. Mm. And people are telling you what they think. Yeah. And then you can start reacting so what people are like, oh man, that song sounds great. It reminds me of this time. And I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of that time too. Oh, it does, yeah. Maybe I did feel like that at that point. And you start thinking about the times you wrote about it. Mm. It's really, writing songs is so weird, man. It's a weird thing. Really? When, you st- when it's about your life. When yeah. you start taking it seriously. And you're not just writing, Paul loved John and John loved Paul. Like, and I'm Ringo. And I'm George. And um, <laughs> but like, even, even though those songs are like the best songs ever and they mean so much to me. Yeah. I can imagine the songs that are about nothing. They're not like, oh yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, then, but then the songs that like the Beatles says, songwriters that are really hard hitting, the ones about mm. Paul's mum. Yeah. I reckon when that was finally out, that was a head spin for him. Yeah, right. Having people go to him like, I lost my mom and it makes me feel mm. this way. Or when you're talking about tangerine fields and <laughs> yeah. raindrops and whistles. Do you reckon they hear that and they go, oh, bloody hell, that was a bit of a... There was a time in history Ooh. where a song called Yellow Submarine could be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo's now going like, oh, man, that was a hard time in yeah, my man. life. That was a real serious time when I was talking about submarines <laughs> the colour yellow. I still to this day can't believe he was the voice of, of Thomas Tank Engine. Yeah, man. Mental, isn't it? So crazy. Ringo Starr. And now it's just Ringo Starr impersonators doing it. So the new 3D. There's not. There's a 3D t- Thomas Tank Engine. Oh, it's all way more current now. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't spoil something. I remember, do you remember Noddy? Yes. I remember seeing Noddy and it was like... Noddy, 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 and I was like, 
oh, right, things are changing. No, no, no. I'm old now. No, no, no. Just turn that TV straight off. <laughs> no, thank you. That was an interesting little program, not even. That was an interesting little... All those like Fime and Sam, all those kind of... It's gone. It's a dead, it's a dead era. It is a bygone era, isn't it? It's pretty... Yeah. I remember doing some babysitting... And one of the programs they were watching was like, do you know me like Made in Chelsea in the Ellie Mays Essex? Yeah, yeah. But it was a kid version and it was called Family. Oh. And it was like a realism, semi-acted, semi-scripted no. family life. No. Yeah. Yeah. Those pro, oh God, those pro, it's when, it's when, it's when people actually like fully envelope and really get into those programs and believe they're. Like I, 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 once I was, I was watching the only way is Essex, and I, I don't know the, the characters, but but they 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 like came to someone's house, and they were like, and they were cooking a spaghetti bolognese, and they put it out on the thing, and they were like, I don't believe it, I forgot the mints, and it was like, oh my god, I can't believe you forgot the mint, yeah, I know, and I was just like, people actually, <laughs> people actually seriously take, I, I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was, I'm so, I'm out, level done, bye. <laughs> I've had my fill of this Essex stuff. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't know what, like, I'm, I'm sure if I, because I'm not watching them anymore. Yeah. There must be a lot of people like me that have stopped watching them because it's so, just, then we're over it. You'd hope we're so. over that time. We have, we have reality shows on our phone. We, we have Instagram. We can watch celebrities yeah, totally. be themselves. Like, mm. surely that, like, mm. you know, like the Kardashians, it needs to end. We have enough content to watch we we now yeah. get to be as close as possible to these celebrities yeah you can literally be as close as you want to because like, that is that is fame now fame like labels and stuff and like big conglomerate music horrible people mm. their whole thing is to get you as close to the artist as possible whereas mm. before george michael madonna mj yeah era it was paparazzi kind of how thing, far away they yeah. can be and mm. how untouchable they are yeah. And now it's like Billie Eilish to promote anything, she needs to be in every single YouTube video possible. Yeah. What do, what do, what do, what do you reckon about something like Because she's quite young, isn't she? She's really young, or was really young when she started. She's 17 now. And and she's been around for a while. Two, well, two years. So 15. She was 15. Put us, yeah. That's some, that's some age to, to be in, young. In, in, in the limelight. And the, only, the, the, the silver lining is it's not a Britney Spears vibe, which yeah. was let's sexualize schoolgirls for uh, okay. old men to feel all right that they're perving over this young girl when you put it in that way yeah, it was weird yeah it, it was like yeah she was me. on the front of loads of magazines with no clothes on it one more time isn't it? yeah, yeah. Mm. like when she's 16 and it's like inside a teen bedroom it was really it was like front kind of rolling stone or something oh, really yeah. weird but now billy eilish is anti all that good she wears baggy clothes yeah, right. she does she doesn't want she never wants a news article about her figure good or about what she looks like so she Dresses like no one else in really baggy clothes, big shoes, whatever. Okay. Talks like a tomboy, slouches, does what she wants. Good. Her brother writes all her songs. All right, really? Mostly, yeah. And he, ah. it's them two, his little duo. Cool. Produce everything in, in his bedroom. And really? Yeah, but really cool story that they're pushing. Yeah. But I think everyone in her family, her uncle, father, all producers, all in, well in the music industry. Okay. So like, as soon as they decided they were going to do something creative, they worked gonna be big let's get a story yeah so let's get a story it's true like i think most of it's true but okay. I, I think like they did they do write all the songs 
and it is all done in their bedroom. But I think it goes to a very expensive mixer. Yeah, and a very expensive mixer. Okay. I think there's people going, okay, that'll be good. That'll be good. But but there is there is I've 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 always found there's something really beautiful about um about a sort of family, mm. a family kind of like you know. Uh, oriented piece you yeah. know like uh, like like the bgs like you think of like kings of leon you think of like yeah, the, nice. the, the Oz, the jacks i mean there's, there's something really special about about family members coming together and and, and and even if one is the star you know if, if you've got a couple in the background doing things then it's mm. quite it's quite it's quite sweet it's quite sweet i think yeah quite lovely. i remember when i was at, i think it was just before i was like 18 or something mm. and uh, i was forming a band with two of my best friends and i needed a guitarist and Tom, my brother, who's six years older than me, said as a joke, I'll do it, I'll join it. And I never took it seriously. Mm. And I would have loved that now yeah, looking yeah. back. Right. And I wish I had said, Yeah, let's do it. Do you know do you know the story of the of, of the Kings of Leon bassist? Do you know do you know Jared? He's, he's, mm. he's the youngest dude. So there was there was three of them in the band. Obviously the lead singer, the drummer and the mm-hmm. um the, the guitarist. Oh, cousins, aren't they? Uh three brothers, one cousin. Oh. And yeah, Jared's the youngest brother. And so they they were, you know, um, putting out records and, and whatnot, and then uh, they 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 got signed, but the record company said they needed they needed a bass player, and so the like the lead singer killer was like, that's okay, we we got one, <laughs> and then so there's like 15 year old like like brother was like, this is a bass guitar, learn, and oh so and God. so he just locked himself away and just started learning all the, you know, the classic bass lines, and then that's that's how he became the bassist of, of Kings of Leon. That's pretty, crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Jesus, it's mental. Yeah. That's a solid band. That's a rock band. Yeah. We saw, rock- them, didn't we? We, we, we saw them in... Oh, uh, that, was ins- that was so great. good. That yeah, was proper. That was like a highlight of the last five years. Mm. Absolutely. Standing arm in arm. You got back from travelling you're like, oh, do you know what? I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're about to watch the Kings of Leon. Buy a fucking beer. I'm buying you a beer. What the hell are you talking about? This is hops. This is barley. Go. Yeah. Uh, in it goes. <laughs> Watching Kings of Leon finally. I'm not going to have a beer. <laughs> But I was driving. I was cycling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty special, man. Because because you're right. They they were. You you, you said something during that um during that uh, gig where you said you said that you saw Stevie Wonder there last year, mm. and you you said it was lovely. It was really great. But he's doing a re- almost like a retrospective yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Whereas they're at the you know the semi top mm. of their game, still producing current stuff and still you know yeah still creating. It must be so weird for artists like Stevie Wonder, haven't released music in like 15 years, maybe even longer, 20. Mm. And he's on the narrow. Yeah. Like he's on the narrow. He's looking back at everything he did. Yeah. Like and winding down. Yeah. And he's only got a a small window of stuff he can do. What, What do you think motivates musicians that have been doing it for so long what okay okay so 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 say you're someone like steve wonder or like for, for example madness we i had this exact same conversation with the guy i saw madness with we, we were working at a festival and they were there and madness came on stage and they were like we uh, wrote this song 30 years ago and and and, and the guy turned to me and he was like he looked at me he was like 30 years he's like i, th- I think i'd go insane if i was doing the same stuff for th- like stuff i did 30 years ago what what do you think motivates them to carry on and what at, at what point do you think they stop going? Do you know what? I'm not going to be creative anymore. I'm just going to. I'm just going to live on what I've got. What? I think a lot of them can't. What just can't create anymore? No, I think a lot of them can't just stop. Okay. And have, live a normal life because either you've got this bond, and only like as a band, and only mm. two of you are songwriters. Three right. of them got to go get a normal job. 
because yeah. they're going to run out of money because they're not getting any PRS coming in from writing songs. Well, that's, mm, okay, good point. You know I mean, and mm. another flip side is they don't want to stop because they don't know anything different. Yeah, true. Are they just going to like sit around and drink and get high all day because going work in they, Tesco's? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, and it's I've done not the biggest gigs in the world, mm. but. I could never see my life not doing gigs. Uh, okay. Once, Even once just getting like the other day, I got up and played in front of some people yeah. and the buzz I got and people saying that was amazing. Do you know what? Do you I know what? A big thing. People can't give up. Yeah. I, I, so I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on the podcast. Um, this, this, this kid I used to, um, work at the school with Bruno. Have I talked mm. about him before? Not sure. He's the most amazing, just tip, tip, tip. He's, he's 13 punk protege. He's, he's going to wow, be, nice. yeah, he's proper. Um, I'll, 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 I'll you know, yeah, yeah, give, yeah. give you stuff later. Um, I, I saw his first live gig he played in, in Bristol cause mm. he, he, he got talking to this band called, um, called Slag Heap. Nice. <laughs> Great name, isn't it? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he, he did his first, he, he came on at the end and did three songs, um, with them that, that they, you know, co-wrote or, or, you know, do whatever. And um, I, I remember looking at him um, afterwards. He was, he, was, he was just standing by, by the stage, just sort of looking up and just, just in like proper like awe. And I, mm. and I, was, and I, was, I was like, Bruno, what's, what's, what's sort of going through your head right now? And he just looked at me and he was like, that was crazy. Mm. And, 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 and this was his first time ever on stage. And he was like, that was just crazy. And you, you could almost see like, like that's it. Like something, something in his head just turned and was like, this is me. This is what I want from from mm. life is to just be on stage and be performing. Because, I mean, yeah, you can you can fill in from here what it's like to be on stage and perform. It's just like you rarely get your moment. It's like when you do a podcast or like you're on camera, you become really honest because it's your it's your moment to shine. Yeah. You're not talking to a wall. People people might people are going to hear it. Mm. People are going people are watching you. It's your time. And mm. people there's a certain type of person that craves that. Yeah. And it might be like a, a mixture of like self-love deficiency and a lot extroversion of extroversion or extroversion, whatever, or like you didn't realize you're more extrovert than you thought. And then you've got this buzz and people are telling you stuff and you're like, wow, mm. that is it. I, I always think of it as it's, this is my moment where people are taking me seriously. Not right. that I don't think people take me seriously throughout my life. I think they do. Like people will sit down and talk to me, but like, People are concentrating on you. Yeah. When does that happen? Mm. Really? Mm. Like I, I can imagine te like teachers in a really good school that they really enjoy their job, get that kind of, or like a lecturer, you're giving people something, there's loads of people looking at you and concentrating on you and it's kind of mm. like a bit of an ego buzz. Almost like, almost like waiting for your... Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, so. and it feels good to give that to people. Mm. It feels good to give people a sense of like they've been entertained. Like they've yeah, taken right. something away. Mm. And I think it's just a mixture of like a little bit of ego, a little bit insecure that you want people to be looking at you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I can't really think of much else. I think it is, for me personally, mm. it's a mixture of those two things. I like that. It's, very, very, it's, a, very, it's a very honest mm. way of putting it as well. Yeah. And like if I do, that, that's just being on, that's just like now and like mm. being on camera or, but when you're playing songs, yeah. when you're performing songs you've written and people are reacting to them, Mm. That's that's even more. That's like I'm actually touching yeah. people right now. Do you get metaphorically and not physically? Oh no, I go out and touch them. <laughs> only that's part of the act. Only, only if they look good. Part of the story. Um, do you? 
It's going to sound a silly question, but do you get no- nervous when you go on stage? Do you yeah. get nervous before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How nervous is like? Um, I used to get more nervous on a when scale I, of one to shitting yourself. When literally. I was in a band, I used to get really nervous. In Bluetooth. because I was yeah because I was relying on other people. Don't like doing that. Interesting. And if they fuck up, it's on me because I've written the songs and I'm ah. kind of the leader, or whatever. And now, and then I stopped getting nervous because it, we were just on autopilot. Hmm. And that's not a great thing for an artist. You need to be pushed. You need to be nervous. Right. It means you're, you want. Oh, what? Did you, did you completely stop getting nervous going on stage? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Because, because, because from what I've heard artists say, that's, that's when you just, you just need to do something different or yeah. change it. Because, well, yeah, that was exactly it. Yeah. Our last five, six gigs, I wasn't even nervous. Right. I was checked out. I was checked out. I didn't care. Interesting. Uh, and now I've been doing just me and the guitar hmm. and the buzz I got was so much bigger. Yeah, interesting. That even though I've played like quite big shows with a band, mm. this meant so much more because it's so intimate. Yeah. Same size crowds sometimes, but um, I was so nervous. Did mm. like I didn't realize it was the first gig I had ever done with just me and the guitar ever. A month ago, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose as well. When you're when you're with a band, there's four other people there as well yeah. so it's not all eyes gonna be on you you know yeah. there's gonna be some but with that it's like yeah. <sighs> and that and that's when i felt this thing of like the people are looking at me and uh they're filling in they're rubbing these ego and insecurities that i have and i'm feeling better about it i'm getting a buzz it's making mm. me feel good about mm. the things like i didn't think i was that good at singing but people are saying i'm good and it's all mm. this kind of nice stuff and then the buzz when i got off stage yeah last time i did a gig Mm. I got off stage and someone went, this is, I always remember this. He went, mate, that was amazing. And I believed him. Mm. Never before had I believed someone. If well, they said I was, if they were like, dude, that was sick. I never go. Mm. I, I would always think, yeah, they're saying that because I know I fucked up quite a bit. What, what, what changed in that moment? It was, I was doing sound check and I went to do a falsetto and I went, Aah! and I, I, some part of my brain went, no way. Mm. No, 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 no. Right. You can do that. For some reason, your brain didn't let you enjoy it. You're doing this because you enjoy it. Mm. You booked, you got booked for this gig, and you said yes because you're excited. Mm. And now you're going to do sound check. There's a few people there listening. And you're going to fuck up. No way. Yeah. So I went, read in, killed the sound check. Yeah. So the other artists knew I was sick, and then, <laughs> and then uh, I didn't realize I was headlining the gig. Lay that marker down. I didn't realize I was last. Yeah. And then I sang the best I've ever sang. I felt so good. I had so much fun. I was entertaining. And I got off and this guy was like, that was amazing. I was like, I said, thank you so much. That means a lot. Mm. But in my head, I was like, yeah. I believe him. I I agree with you. And I I think it's the fact that it's, I'm not worrying about anyone else. And if I fuck up, it's all on me. Yeah. There's no shift of blame here. Yeah, okay. Mm. And I felt cool. I felt like I was doing something quite cool because I just had an electric guitar. Had a bit of reverb and chorus on it. Yeah. And the songs are really good. I believe in my songs a lot more now as well. Ah, that can be a key. That could be it. And I was mm. singing a song, a new song called About Time. Okay. It's about being skint, but you still want to get married kind of thing. It's really cute. And mm. I was singing it, the chorus, and this woman went, oh. oh. I was like, you didn't even realize you just did that. Yeah, right. Because you were audible. Right. I was like, this is, this is, this is touching people's, this is meaning something. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. It's it's shifting now. Yeah, remember, remember, remember. I I I once came to the, the playground. That's where we met. We met at the uh, yeah, yeah. Lady Ellen in um in in uh, in Wandsworth. 
a little lovely special needs playground. It's beautiful. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think you you just um, what did you do? It was bluebells, or it was it was one of you with, with, with Big Tooth, and it was it was it really touched me, man. It was like this temptation, is, I think. temptation. There we go. Okay, and I was like album three, don't worry. and I was and then and then and then you you sort of like walked in, and then I I, I never forget that you said to me, you said you said that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. And I was like, ah, okay, right, okay, I see. When um, you when you when you when you can physically see, you've had. An impact on someone's life that is positive. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy buzz. Yeah, and you're gonna get this. Uh, I hope so. You're I making me so. feel good. Oh, cool. I'm so honoured that you asked me to do this. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, well. I mean, it's you know, I said, I you know, I've, I I I said to you on as, as we went out just to get some you know some bits of breakfast. You know, I said that. I said that you know if if like somebody. If somebody has a story and someone's and someone's figured something out or someone's done it in a certain way and and, and that appeals to me, and I think ah oh, that could definitely go to someone else and that yeah. could give advice. Yeah, then I, absolutely, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them recorded. So yeah, you've you you more than tick those boxes. And you're so good at it, man. Thank well, thank you. You really are. Thank you very much. I think it's because you're just as interesting. Ah. And you're interested. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is definitely true. I'm I'm so interested in 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 just how people how people do it, how, how people have, have done it. Do you know how many conversations are just two people waiting for the other person to stop talking so they can say more words? <laughs> do you know how many conversations that is? I've, I've actually heard this in, in, in abundance recently, actually. And the, the more I hear it, the more I actually notice it. The, yeah. more, the more I notice people do you ever check do yourself that. doing it? Oh, yeah, I do completely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And, and, and that's, that's also a very, very big thing. The fact you can observe yourself waiting to mm. put your point in. And it's 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 an even bigger thing when you can actually go. Now I'm going to come back from that. I'm going to let this person actually yeah, finish their sentence or, or finish what they're saying. Because because the Ryan before would have like so. So I swear to God, there've 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 also been times during the conversation where you've been saying something, and in my head in my head it's been like Ryan, go now. You can you can stop him now and put in your funny bit. But I've been like, no nah, man, let's let's let this guy talk because people yeah, want it. Yeah. Like the reason you're here is because. You know, you've you've done you've you've done and doing something that's amazing and that needs to get out there. Mm. So you know, you know, I just got to shut up and let you talk, really, and not do this thing I'm doing right now, which is <laughs> no, 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 no. rambling. No, <laughs> it's your podcast, so <laughs> it's needed. It's lis- listening is so rare. It is. It is one of it's one of the skills that it's I think crazy. that I think people need to. Have you ever watched um, Queer Eye? No, but someone told me to watch it. Bro, you need to watch it. It's a new series as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The is it on Kar- Netflix? Karamo, yeah. Kar- Karima, Karamo. Uh, he was on a podcast with Russell Brand. Yeah, and he is like the the life coach guy. Mm. And Russell Brand was like, "How do you do it? How do you just like give such good advice?" He's like, "Because I'm listening to you. Yes, mm. I'm. When you say something, I check it. Yeah, and I check the next bit. Yeah, and then I react to what you're saying. I'm not just mm. waiting." To tell you how to fix, like tell you stuff I know or that yeah, I right. learn. Mm. Yeah, so true. Listening, listening is is a, a highly valuable skill, and mm. you know through um, through through reading various things, I've been quite interested in counselling and therapy, and and actually having therapy myself, and just picking up on the fact that actually this guy's not doing talking; he's actually listening, mm. and it's and it's allowing me to get my own thoughts and feelings out and my own expressions and then and then you know once once you've done that and you can see the benefit of it 
you can then mm. be that be that therapist that's listening and then let other people talk so yeah, you know man. they and, and and to be honest with you that's that's the um from what i've found that's that's the that's the thing that people just want to be is heard yeah. like if people are just heard then you know that's that's all they really want it's just it's just their opinions their thoughts their yeah feelings to be Give people vocalized. their moment yeah absolutely yeah, yeah and 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 it's and it's not necessarily a moment as in just on microphone but in mm. just in everyday life like yeah, if you're yeah. if you're if, if, if you're having a chat at a dinner table and you know there's there's one person that's not necessarily doing a lot of talking when they speak just just be quiet yeah you know fair enough you might have something to say that is more interesting or you know whatever but just let them speak and you know it benefits everyone really because 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 you might learn something new as well because mm. someone someone said to me once they said um you know you've got you've got one of these and you've got two of these so therefore you should use those more did my dad say that to you <laughs> uh somebody i think somebody that's that's his phrase <laughs> I mean, it says that all the time and it's, and it's true because he goes you got two of these one of these shut this one open at least one of these <laughs> <laughs> just the one just fucking one just one <laughs> And it, and it is so true. It is so I true. just realised. Do you want to put this on charge? Uh, I, I, I think we might. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, just good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, everything good. Okay. Um. So yeah, we were. Where were we before we went off on that tangent of things? We were talking about like songwriting and feeling nervous being on stage. Being nervous being on stage. Do you um? When you're, when you're writing, do you ever, do you ever, do you ever sort of get ideas about collaborating with, with people? Do you, do you ever, does that ever come into your, we into get, your we get asked quite a bit. Do you? Yeah. And, and, and what, what are your initial reactions to that? I always think like, yeah, let's do it. Email me your demo over and then they'll get it and me and Adam be like, oh, this sounds really cool. Hmm. And then we never get around to it because we're making our album you're and doing your YouTube thing. videos. Hmm. It's, it's like, so it's. It doesn't reach the priority stage. Okay. But when really, it'd probably be a really good idea to do that. Mm. And people are also also asking us so they can have a platform. Oh, that, see, now that, that's a good place to be if, if people are saying to yeah, you. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. But we did have a remix of our song, our first ever single. And his remix, he was bigger than us and his remix did really well. Okay. Got like 60,000 plays on Spotify or something. Mm. And it did help promote us a bit. But... um not really in the right way that we'd want. It was it was in a different time of Pink Lemonade where we thought that's what you need to do. Okay. Collaborate with loads of people and get yourself out there and give your songs away. Yeah. But now I think it's hard for us to get ourselves around to genuinely collaborating with someone because we've got this YouTube thing going. You're just doing your own thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, later down the line I'd love to. Is 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 there anybody you would like to collaborate with? Is there is there is there, is there any artists out there that you think, oh, that'd be quite nice to actually just sit down with them and give it a little go? Or are you still just doing your own thing? I don't know. I would, I would think it'd be really cool if like some like like going for the stars here, like Frank Ocean okay. had me not it's not like his new song featuring Pink Lemonade, mm -hmm. but we were part of his album. Okay. Because he pulls a lot of artists that he appreciates. That's a big thing, like, Tyler Creator does it. Lots of artists, even, like, pop stars, will get in rooms with artists. Cool. And we will write a song together or help produce a song or, like, we'll sing them something together. Mm. That's the collaboration process I'd like to be, be in rooms with established artists. Yeah, nice, okay. Because we're songwriters first, and we're like a songwriting-producing duo. Mm-hmm. 
but like as well as being artists yeah so if we could be taken seriously as that that would be a huge i would love that okay so like charlie xcx you heard of her yeah indeed um if it was like it got she was doing her new album and she mm. wanted to have us she wanted to book a two-day studio session with us yeah cool and just see what would happen we'd end up maybe producing a bit or writing a bit or singing mm. on a bit or we'd write a song for us and she'd be on it yeah i'd love to be a part of that and if when when when, when someone goes into a collaborating process would they um do you, like how much i want to say do you do you have to do you have to feel the music and then put your own bit in or would you already have stuff that you can call on or i think what happens is a lot of stuff gets scrapped have you heard of like oh we wrote 50 songs for this album and then we yeah, can't okay. it down to 10 like those ideas don't go away those yeah, earworms yeah, yeah, yeah. are always kind of like floating around mm. and then they might crop up when you're in a studio session with someone mm. I, I don't think you'd necessarily come with fully fledged demos unless you're okay. Ed Sheeran sending it to Rihanna or something yeah <laughs> but like me personally yeah I think good ideas and good hooks don't really leave my head yeah so it's say I was in a recording session or a writing session with yeah. Charlie XCX, I reckon I would go with nothing, mm. be collaborative, mm. and I'm sure some previous ideas would like like come and raise it. Where's your hard drive? Is it in here? Is it like is it a notebook? Is it a is it a laptop? Is it a how do you how do you where do you store all these licks or these 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 um, lyrics and these either on my voice notes. Yeah. But I don't really listen to them back. I okay. just kind of, if they'll make it onto like a demo on my laptop. Yeah. I'll send it to Adam. He'll be mm. like, yeah, it's a cool hook, but no, no. Or he'll be like, yes. And that's when it usually becomes a song. Yeah. Okay. But I would say songs mostly and like good demos and good, they're all in my head. In the head, yeah. Like I have a few, there's a couple of songs that I never demoed, mm. but they're still there like yeah. in full. I know how they go. Okay. Yeah, cause it, yeah, it must it, it must be a. Uh, I suppose, I suppose it 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 wouldn't be like a. It, it'd be more of like a sort of organic process, wouldn't it? The fact the fact if you if you go into something with someone and then and then you hear the music and you go ah I got that one that's yeah and yeah, then yeah. you play that is that how it kind of would go? Like my worst nightmare would be going to a writing session, opening my laptop. And showing some demos to someone, right? Yeah, I would just, oh, that just really cringes me out. Can you, can you, can you listen to this, please, sir? Oh god! And they're like, yeah, cool, because they can't hear what I'm trying to get. Yeah, because demos are a lot better in my head mm. than they are on my laptop usually. Yeah, like the ones that sound good on my laptop usually become songs, but the ones that don't ever become anything, they're better off in here. They're better yeah, off okay. in my head, right? Because I'm there it's all sounding sonically good in there. Yeah. And so I'd rather collaborate and just bring out an idea organically mm. that I've been working on or like get some chords together, yeah, and let like it, it adapt. Mm. So it's really hard to change something once it's there and you get demoitis. <laughs> Demo that well-known disease. Yeah, demoitis is when you can't shift from this demo idea you have, you can't get away from it, can't touch the chords, <laughs> you can't change that drum beat, you won't shift from the tempo, and it's... Can you take CBD oil for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cure for that, George? What's the cure, mate? Demoitis, yeah, it grows on the end of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go to the organicologist for that. Or is that women? 
What's that meant to? I'm gender fluid. Oh, we're going down that road, are we? Let's see. Shit. <laughs> Have I offended you at all? You have not offended me now. Great. Gender fluid. Um, I suppose another question I'd like to ask is, what do you, where do you, what do you hope for the future? Where do you, where do you want to, to go with your, with your musical beautifulness and your creativeness and your, or is that, do you, do you think about the future? I do, a lot. I think about my, a good friend of mine said, What's your per- what would be your perfect day? Hmm. What would be your ultimate day? From you when you wake up to when you go to bed. Yeah. And my perfect day would be, I wake up, hmm. like, like career-wise. Mm-hmm. Obviously, poo. I want a family with my girlfriend, whatever. Have a poo? Um, huh? Have a poo? Yeah, big poo. Have wake co- up and poo. Have big, have big poo. Have Coffee? Big, have big poo. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I would want to wake up knowing that I have 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Okay. And I would put out a music video mm-hmm. the same day that I'm on my way to Glastonbury to play a midday three o'clock set. Ooh, there's a place to be. That's like a, that's like a realistic thing I would love. Okay. Re- like, that'd be my perfect day. And it's not, it's not, it's not like you want to become the Sultan of Brunei. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an, it's a realistic mm. aim, you know, yeah. quite, quite a nice one to, that, that to would punch be, for. That'd be what I want. And yeah, I cool. be I want to be telling my story of I wanted to become big on YouTube to pay my way as an independent artist. Mm. That's that's what I want. That's what I want my future to be. Cool. Because then I'm controlling everything. Yeah. Me and Adam, obviously. Of course. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a rule we, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like when couples go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's, how are you doing? By you, you mean how are you and yeah, your partner? Yeah, exactly. Doing? Yeah, of course. Me and my partner. <laughs> Wicked, man. What would yours be? What would be your perfect day? My perfect day? You wake up, you have a poo. Do you know what? That'd, that'd be an ideal, really. That'd be, just, that'd be a good start. Just just get that weight off. Just let that out. And then you can crack on with whatever you want to do. Because at the moment, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so it's just sort of lingering there, really. Um, so yeah, that'd be a good start. I'd wake up, have a poo. And then, do you know what? I... I to wake up, have poo, have a nice breakfast, have a nice brunch, and then and then honestly just go out and meet an interesting person and just record a chat, and then and then. Uh, but you'd want to be paid for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if if this if if this in in any way can you know if 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 I can in any way make this a sustainable living then that, that would be pretty bloody good. Like, you know, if I, I think could... it's very likely. I, I, I really hope so. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you know, I've not, I've not got any like, you know, this is what it has to be, you know, I don't know. And, and, you know, if it, if it, if it does just become a, just a hobby, if it just becomes a, a, you know, okay, I've got six, I've got, you know, so many hours free, let me go and, you know, chat to whoever. Because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it is, it is just about meeting, just about meeting people and just about hearing their story and getting their story out there so it can help other people and it can help them. And, mm. and it's, it's just trying to do that really. And if, you know, if that, if that, inter- if, if, if I can in turn make a bit of money from that where I can pay the bills and eat, then I think I'll be pretty satisfied really. You want to do the thing you love and get paid for it. I love chatting. Yeah. I love talking. I love talking to people. I love talking about people. I love listening. I love all that sort of stuff. So if I can in, in any way, you know, fund, if, if, if this can in some way fund, self-fund that, then 
I think I'll be pretty. And then, and then, and then, you know, on the on 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 the side of that, if I can, if I can do, if I can do work that I can choose to do, as in, like, so, so, say for instance, this this does, you know, fund, mm-hmm. you know, a bit. If I can then, you know, go out and volunteer with someone, something that I actually truly want to do, like in my heart, mm. then that also would be quite a nice thing to do, you know, not to, because, you know, before when I was working in the school. That was very much like you're just going there to pay bills. That's that. This is the deal, mm. you know. Whereas, you know, the heart wasn't. It was. It was kind of in there, but it wasn't mm. really the system. What wasn't in there for? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that'd be a good. That'd be a lovely, a lovely bit. And and also, if I could, if I can have a, if I could have a veg patch as well, actually, quite nice. Yeah, man. Grow some, grow my own food. That's what I quite like to do. Then yeah, that that'd be a good. That'd be a, that'd be a perfect day, really. And and also meet friends in the evening and yeah 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 spend time with D and. Go to yoga and do therapy. Yeah. Have an avocado latte. Oh, I'd love that. Maybe you can make that thing, avocado latte. Mm. Mm. But that's the ultimate goal. Just you, you do what you're passionate about. Yeah. And you're able to do it because it's funding your life. That's it. It's, it's not much. I don't, I don't want a Maserati. I don't no. want a big two-story house. That, 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 that monetary materialistic thing doesn't interest me one bit. To to be to be comfortable, or and and to and to enable comfort to to enable me to go out and do the things I enjoy. If that can fund that, then I'm I'm really happy with that. I want to drive around in a Ferrari, throwing money out the window, <laughs> playing my own music. Dan Catford, yeah, <laughs> playing my own music at full blast. <laughs> is that George from Pink Lemonade? Yeah, it fucking is. <laughs> Here he comes again. <laughs> Well, I wish you the best of luck in your Thank in your you. pursuit of that Ferrari and chucking out your pink lemonade tunes around Catford. <laughs> <laughs> if um if if people want to like yeah, want to get into music and get into you and what what platforms are you on? How are you yeah. You'll be able to find our music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you put in Pink Lemonade and then Inside the Minor Millennial Boy is our album. But if you put in Pink Lemonade, you will find a three-piece girl band that have two songs. <laughs> kind of annoying. Or you'll find a two-piece contemporary pop electronic outfit uh, with all our music on there. And if you put in Pink Lemonade Forever into Instagram or YouTube or any social media platform or Google, all our stuff will come up because Pink Lemonade Forever is our is our like tagline, if you will. And also, if I was looking to the cameras, people know your, your face. Look for that face when you look. Look for this face. Look for that face. Look at them teeth. <laughs> um, I really appreciate this. I love you. I love you too. So much. I really appreciate this a lot. It I'm means a lot you. to me that you've uh, you've been the first one on here. And uh, you've helped me out with this technical shit. Yeah. But no, honestly, thank you so much. Uh, and Pleasure. I love, you. love you. Pink Lemonade forever. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we did it.